Today on The Breakdown, we're not going to try and hoodwink you. We're not going to use any clickbait to get you involved. Not in this hand. We got Phil frickin' Ivy in this hand. We know why you clicked. We know why you're listening. You want to hear about Phil frickin' Ivy. Well, Phil Ivy makes... Well, there's one really big decision that Phil Ivy makes that is, I am, I am honestly confounded by. I am shocked by. I am confused by. I am befuddled, bemused, and I be confused. That's what I'm saying. There are seven players left in this $50,000 Super High Roller Bowl event in Europe. And they've already locked up $130,000, sure. But there's a lot more money. There's $700,000 more to play for. But this is not even about the money. This is about Phil freaking Ivy, man. And what is going on in that well-armored dome that rests above his shoulders? I don't know, but we're going to try and delve into it right now and try and understand this hand on the breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Hey. I think there's six left. Yeah. Well, then they've locked up $156,000 and... There's a little less than $700,000 left to play. Okay, well, I guess we got to just... Should we read you the opening? (laughs) No. (laughs) Never. (laughs) No chance. I didn't didn't think the answer was going to be yes to that. Yeah. So it's a 50K buy-in. Good to see Phil on his feet playing these things after all these casino lawsuits. I guess he's still got... It's really just the one, right? Well, yeah, but he lost, you know, effectively $12 million on that, right? Uh, I mean, he didn't lose that. It's just money that he didn't win. You know what I mean? But it's a little different. he had the money for some time. Oh, did he have to pay yeah. it back? Yeah. Oh, so yeah, for him, it does feel different, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. That hurts. Fair enough. Yep. That's why you never pay out a bet early, right? A sports bet or something early, because then... Oh, sorry. You can pay it out early. You never accept it, because then yeah. if you lose, you have to pay that plus the, uh, the amount they win, and it's like you've lost double the amount. It's awful. Yeah, we do a lot of early paying oh, yeah. in our sports betting and fantasy football betting and stuff. Because oh, yeah. It's fun. Yeah. And actually, I always encourage people to pay me early because I'm not afraid of that. Oh, John. I'm not afraid. No fear. No fear. I've never had to pay anyone back, I don't think, in those spots. Oh. Never. There will be a time. Never. I'm going to get you. You can try. Anyway, Phil Ivey, uh, card sorting. By the way, of course, he should have to pay the casino back for that. But I think we've done that before. We've done that podcast. Yeah, we've done that podcast. But just wanted to reiterate. And I disagree with that. Yeah, I understand. I'm on the side of the people. Yeah, that's right. And everyone else was on your side, which shocked me. But apparently... I just can't believe... If you can cheat and get away with it, it's fine, apparently. Here we go again. (laughs) We don't have to get into it. Okay, okay. They requested a specific deck. The casino allowed the deck. Yep. That's correct. There's no caveat. The casino screwed up. There's no question about it. But, you know, anyway. It's all right. You're just on, on the side of, you know, Sheldon Adelstein and yep. Donald Trump and all those people. Yeah. You know what? All you other people, you're on the side of millionaires, too. You're, Phil Ivey's a I was speaking specifically of casino owners. I know. Who are, you know, I can't think of a good one. <laughs> the Maloof brothers might be okay, right? Maybe. They own the Palms, and they, at least for a while, ran the, and owned the Sacramento Kings. Okay, maybe. So maybe they were cool. I actually have no idea. That may not be true. Yeah, there might be some horrible information out there that They're you... Really, yeah. Yeah, that's very possible. Now, in fact, now I kind of think there is, now that I'm saying it. I think there might be. Yeah, so someone look that up. Maybe not. <laughs> Feel free to tweet us. Either way. two poker guys. That's not what this is about. Okay. They are playing in a casino, as we all do. We give these casino owners our money. Yep. No matter what we think. It's just the way of the gambler. I mean, it's good. They provide security in an yeah. otherwise uncertain world. It's important. Yeah, we don't want to, you know, Doyle Brunson in the 60s it go around to home games with a shotgun. 
that. Hope, hope it all turns out okay. Also, you're much less likely to get cheated in a uh, casino, which is kind of the point, right? Yeah. Like that dealer is very unlikely to be working with one of the players and so on. Casinos and so on. definitely have their place. Yeah, it's important. I, yes. Anyway, Phil yeah. Ivey. Phil Ivey, yeah, I mean... We did a Tom Dwan hand recently. We're doing a Phil Ivey hand right now. Is it 2008 right now? It's Feels Old like People's it's 2008. Week. Old People's Week, man. Old People's Week, yes. <laughs> it's a classic week. Yeah. It's like Shark Week, but we do it more than once a, once a year. Do we? Uh, yeah. We did Tom. We already did Tom Dwan in a different week. Yeah. Okay. Old so people's. twice a year, minimum. Well, there's a seniors event and there's a super seniors event. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. 100% the same. <laughs> it makes plenty of sense. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe let's get into this. All right. So we do have six remaining. Okay. It's a 50K buy-in. Yeah. Um, so for those of you who've been paying attention, you will know that we've been doing solver stuff on yes. the podcast. That's going to come at the end of the podcast. We are not privy to the solver information as of right now. We're just going to do our analysis blind to the solver and see what the solver says at the end of the show. That yes. solver work was done by Wesley Cannon for this hand. So... Thanks, Wesley. Yep, great job. We haven't seen it yet, but we know you did a great job because you've already done great jobs in the earlier, yes. earlier hand. So we're sure it's a great job, although I probably shouldn't have said that because that would seem yeah, like Yeah, what if I it's awful? It. Also, it really seems like I read it now, but I didn't. I don't know what it says. I don't want to know what it says. We, we intentionally don't want to know because it of course. screws up our analysis. Right, because, yeah. It's not fun. Quick background. We did solver stuff for a little while, about two years ago, and a couple months or something. And we always felt like it made the podcast worse because we would yeah. do the solver work first and we would have all of our analysis tinted by it. It would be so hard to divorce ourselves from what the solver had said were, were the right decisions, you know? So we'd be like more trying to justify the solver's decisions than coming up with our own reasons for things. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't want to do that, but we also do want to implement solver stuff. We thought this was a good way to do it. It seems like a perfect way to do it. Yeah. And we've done a few podcasts already with this and we're pretty pleased with how it's turning out. So we hope you feel the same. Right. Hey, another thing to talk about before the hand is Discord. Yes. So we have begun a Discord server. It's a place where you can join the Poker Guys community and it's kind of like chat rooms about the different hands that we do. We can chat about it. You can do video, text, whatever. Um, it's, we think it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have solver stuff posted there after the hands come out. Each each individual hand will have its own place to be talked about. You can also do general poker talk. It'll be a good place to you know figure out what's going on with the poker guys. We'll do announcements. Jonathan and I will personally be in the room from time to time. Yep, answering questions, talking to you guys, getting in there on the analytical discussion. You can shit all over us in there, and we'll defend ourselves or not. You know, we decide. We may also call you some names, but. Just in analog. Well, to there each are other. rules. We've d- we said. You Can you re- believe Alex Trembath? We I can't a- believe we let Trembath on the server. <laughs> <laughs> we he's, knew he was going to be like this. He's so mean. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Lovey doesn't sleep for three nights based on what Trembath said yeah. on, on Discord. Yeah. Anyway, there is a link to in to invite you to our Discord server in the show notes. Check that out. Yep. Come join our Discord. Join the conversation. You know. I like it. Join join the Poker Guys community. It's a great thing, and it's free. Yep. No cost of any kind. And uh, we think it'll help you go help you and us actually go deeper with the analysis of all of these hands, including this one we're doing right now. Crap. Hope to see you there. All right. Anyway, here we go. Okay. This hand was suggested by Zach Parzik and Seven Deuce Suited. That's a new one. On Twitter, we are the Poker Guys on Twitter. You, su- you can suggest hands there. You can also suggest them on Discord, by the way. Whoa. Now, that's a good idea. freaked me out. Yeah. That's a great idea, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah, we'll we should have, have a set. We'll have a separate room we'll, for we'll that. We'll create a hand suggestion room. Oh. You can suggest hands there. Oh man! While you're 
perusing, checking out the poker talk section, which I, is just general poker talk. Talk about hands that you've played, whatever. Talk about the different hands that we've analyzed. It's so much fun. I'm getting all kinds of pleasure. It's like the Hotel Artemis, you know, except <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. No, so. clearly not. Busy Night at the Artemis. That's what Jody Foster it's says. Like a, it's like a hospital for criminals, right? Uh, yeah, basically. So that's what our Discord is. <laughs> 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 sure. Hospital for cr- criminals. Yeah. That movie, not as good as it could have been. That's what I'll say. Mm. Cool. But, but fine. Anyway. Alrighty, righty, daddy do. Uh, so suggest on Twitter or on Discord. All right. Phil Ivey. Yes. The legend. The yeah. one that many call the goat. Really? People have been calling him that for as long as I've been interested in poker, which is yeah. like 2004. Right. They've been calling him that. It's kind of amazing. Yep. Always feared. Yep. Got a, a, little, a little older now. A little it bit. happens to everybody. Yep. Even to Phil. Even to Jonathan Levy. Yeah. I know. I, I, I mourn my old self. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here we are. 15K, 30K, six remaining. We're already in the money. The ICM considerations are certainly nothing that Ivy's concerned about at this point. He's, he's looking for the win here. Yeah, I think there's not huge ICM considerations for anyone. Maybe, honestly, Jake Schindler's left. He may be the kind of guy who's more concerned about it. Like, Ivy's got untold billions anyway. A lot of the other guys who are left are... Uh, more recreational types who I think just are rich as hell, so they don't really care about laddering up $60,000 or $100,000. Seth Davies is left as well. I don't know. He may be also a little more concerned about the ICM Maybe. stuff. But they're not going to be involved in the sand anyway, either him or Schindler. Good. I, I don't want to talk Schindler. about those guys. Yeah. We talk about them too much. Yeah. Although not Seth Davies, really. Yeah, screw that guy. Yeah. I'm kidding. He's probably lovely. All but right. you, you have a vendetta. There's a vendetta. V for vendetta. Right. 2005, Natalie Portman. Eh, great. All right, Phil Ivey. Sure. Phil Ivey. 2.1 million in his stack at 15K, 30K, so he's doing quite well. Is he a plus one? He is plus one. All right. Nice call. Six-handed, though, so that's relatively uh, late position. He's going to min-open the Ace of Spades, Eight of Hearts. Okay. A little loose, maybe, but like close enough. How many blinds does he have, did you say? 2.1 million at 30K, big blind. Okay. So 70 blinds. Yeah. Okay. And uh, folds around to the big blind, the guy who goes by Saman 3. Yep. That, but uh, his name on the screen is Nashkavani. Yep, Saman Nashkavani is his like, official given name. But he wants to be called Saman 3. All right, we'll call so. him Saman. Really? You're going to call him Saman? So not, his, not what he wants to be called? Why, why not call him? What do you him? mean he wants to be called Saman 3? He asked the commentators to call him Saman 3, so they did. Oh, okay. So I, that's like what his friends call him or something. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. It doesn't matter. Call him Nashkavani. I don't care. Saman 3 is in the big blind. Okay. This is a recreational rich guy. We're pretty sure. I'm like 95% sure. He's He's really got the look of recreational rich guy. (laughs) Big time. To to an extreme level. Yeah. This is recreational rich guy straight out of central casting. Okay. He's playing in a 50K. Yeah. This is not the only event he plays. And he plays in a bunch of these super super high roller balls. I will tell you. I don't know if this is too much of a spoiler. His all-time live winnings. Yeah. Is under six hundred thousand dollars. Wow! But he played in this in this series of events, which are all like fifty k's and a bunch of bigger ones too. So, yeah, he doesn't have a lot of caches to his name, but this is one of them. I'll say that I won't say how how, how well he did, but this is one of them. This is actually actually I can tell you this: coming into this event, his biggest cash of all time was one hundred and one thousand dollars. So this is already his biggest cash he's ever going to have. All right. So he's going to make some, some intriguing plays himself that yes. you know, might seem amateurish, but it would be like if Tim Adams did it, we might have to like look really deep into it and try to figure it out. So Correct. it's possible that we can do that with him too. Maybe. Um, 
Maybe not, though. So Ivy's open the Ace of Spades, Eight of Hearts. Yep. Saman, three in the big blind, calls with two fives. Five of diamonds, five of spades. He's got 865K, so almost 30 bigs. Okay. Seems like everything's reasonable so far. Yep. Pot's 165K. Flop is Ace of Hearts, Jack of Spades, Four of Spades. Saman, three checks. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, as Ivy, do you like this better as a bet or a check? Because I've played it both ways against amateurs. I think mostly this is a bet because we're betting really small. Um, it's not really the type of board you bet really small on. It's got two spades and gut ace, shots. Ace-jack eight, you said? Four. Yeah. Ace-jack four. Not too many gut shots. Um, like his big blind defending range has got a lot, lot, lot of crap in it, which is going to fold anyway, but then a lot of like weird one pair jacks and even yeah. fours and stuff yeah. like that. I think I think it's just a board we're usually betting. So I think with a medium ace, we can bet. And I think we're only going for two streets of value, though. Like, almost at, always. At most, yeah. yeah. I mean... At most. But, I mean, we're going to go for more than one street. But if you he, do mix a check in here sometimes. Yes, you have to You have to check a little bit. And checking a worse, a bad kicker is better than checking a good kicker, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think we have worse kickers than this, too. We probably have, you know, ace wheel suited and stuff like that, which are, which are probably even more natural checks, in my mind. Sure. But whatever. I mean... It, it, it can't be that bad to, to check ace eight here, but I think we have to be looking to bet two streets of value once we check if he checks, if he keeps checking to us. And because the board's wet enough, I just kind of want to start betting right now. Okay. What do you think? I mean, you want to check a lot, right? How much are you checking? Uh, a big piece of it is that I do have the ace of spades in my hand. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel a little more comfortable with the flush draw being out there. Okay. Prob- against amateurs, I'm depends on the amateur. You know, this is one of those like yeah. not game theory things, like super player dependent. And I, I could point to the guys that I'm gonna check against and point to the guys I'm gonna bet yeah, against. Yeah, I know? understand that. Like there's there's dudes who are just gonna bluff you all the time if you check. Yep. And those guys I want to check against, you know? Yeah. And they're the guys who are gonna call you with almost anything at all and you want to bet against yeah. those guys, of course. Uh that's fair. Yeah. And then the super tight guys I think we should be checking against too, of course, because they're not going to put in money. I mean, there, there's ever. players that are amateurs that I play against that'll just fold a jack on this board if you bet. Right. Well, then that's crazy to yeah. bet. Clearly, right? Yeah. Yeah. But but that's not going to be the case in against this in this type of a situation. Most of right? the time, though, they're, they're always going to call a jack in the in this kind of a spot. You'd expect in the 50k. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking they're always calling a jack at least once. Anyway, Saman is checked. Ivy does go with the bet. Okay. I don't think it's unreasonable to do either thing. Bet 60k into 165. All right. Should Saman 3 just fold? Yes. Yes, he should. I, the only reason I ask is because obviously he doesn't. Right. Like, okay, he calls. This, this feels like this is, example, this is an example of him being an amateur, right? Like He's like, I have a pair. It's Phil Ivey. I don't want him to bully me. Mm-hmm. But Phil Ivey opened in one of the earliest positions he, was, he had available to him. And this is <laughs> a board that is dynamic in that if we're ahead now, it's hard for us to stay ahead. Yep. And we're never going to know. And Phil Ivey is like smart enough, and this is true for all good players, to understand the massive range advantage that he has on this board. Like he has Jack Jack, he has Ace Ace. Guess who doesn't? Us. Yeah. Right. Ivy can just barrel like crazy with his bluffs, and it's really hard for us to call down except with a very strong range. This is not part of that range. Also, of course, any two Broadway cards that haven't made a pair right now, if any Broadway card comes that isn't an Ace or a Jack, Guess what? Now that's either Broadway or a pair. That's also beating us. Like, there's so many ways for us to lose. Spades are a problem, too. We should absolutely fold, I think. Yep. We can find better flops for fives. Yeah. This is just not... Like, if it's jack, seven, deuce, I think we should call, right? But the ace on this board just makes it an awful, awful card to call on. 
Yeah, and uh, I mean, could it be that Nashkivani or Savan Saman three yeah. is uh, is valuing the two back doors a lot? I mean, he's too short for that, but he does have the five of spades, which means he has a back door yeah. wheel draw and a back door five high flush draw. That doesn't, I mean, that doesn't feel that good. That doesn't sound like good enough at all to me. Not even close, right? No. So I don't think we can do that either. Like. You'd want to, if you were going to be valuing that, which I don't think we should anyway, but then we, if we had like the king, oh, we need two. So like the king, nine of hearts. Now at least we have two nut backdoor draws. Probably shouldn't be calling anyway. No, I don't think so. But at least that's the only way you could even start to talk me into backdoor draws in this spot. You know, like having bad backdoor draws like has no value. So this is more about having a pair and thinking that's good enough against Ivy. I think it has to be. It seems a little crazy. This is we the thing fall. that you should like, just a typical lesson in poker that you can learn over and over again is in any spot that even feels marginal in any way, like don't worry too much about the good player bullying you. Worry about finding really good spots against the good player only and, you know, getting more chips out of the players who aren't the good player. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't just try to find these super marginal spots against the good player because you don't want to be outplayed by them. Who cares? Right. Let it happen if it's going to happen sometimes. Exactly. Like they're going to make better decisions than almost everyone else at the table and probably you too. Why are you trying to be in a decision off with them if you don't have to be? Choose not to be. That's how you make a good decision is deciding not to be in a decision off with them unless you're forced to be, which right. you are sometimes. The cards will force you to be. This is not one of those spots. Yeah, if you have Jack-10, it's still like not super comfortable, but you have to call with Jack-10. Of course you do. Right. Of course you do. We pick up a lot of good things on the turn, and we're ahead a lot more of the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, this is this is just a clear fold, I think, in almost every case. I'm, I hope the solver agrees with us. We're going to yeah, find out. Yeah, I guess out. we'll find out. Yeah. It's, I mean, the, the announcer was, was pretty, pretty down on the call, too. Just yeah. Like, to, to add a third voice in there. This is, I, I assume it's Brent Hanks. Yeah, I think uh, it's that guy. Yeah, it's him and uh, Jeff yeah. uh, Passan. He used, he used I think. the word ambitious, which is a favorite of ours. Yeah, that's like saying, this is bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is an ambitious call. By Simon's. Well, there you go. We were saying he's an amateur. Yeah. This is just an example. Fair enough. Like, right. amateurs are going to amateur. That's totally fine. If you're trying to play this game in a really serious way, you should definitely fold here. I agree. Okay. Cool. If you're trying to play this game in a very serious way or a very silly, jokey way, you can do it both on nitrogen. Huh. Really? I mean, yeah, they have the option. Do you have to, do you have to like, email someone? No, or? that's the great thing. It's the Wild West out there, man. You don't have to tell anybody what you're going to do. You, wow. can, you can be like, I'm going in silly today, and nobody will know. <laughs> it could be your own little fun secret. Wow, yeah. that is exciting. Yeah. That's great. Well, I, did not, I didn't even know. Yeah, be like, that dude's riding goofy, and nobody knew. Huh. You know what I'm saying? Sure, it's riding goofy. one of the great values of nitrogen sports. One of the many great values, because they have sports betting. They have casino games. I mean, the NFL just started. They have sports betting. You can go bet the NFL games right now. Literally, this moment. But you're going to want to use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up. So important. Before you do that, or so else you vital. won't get access to a lot of cool value that you would otherwise miss out on. Yeah. Like, we get the Poker Guys Monthly Tournament. That's I mean, come great on. Value. Great value every month. They also do other promotions, including NFL promotions. Yeah, like There's we a survivor actually, pool that's going just, on right now. A free survivor pool that uh, a bunch of people who are listeners are now in. I believe first place in the only place, but first place is a third of a Bitcoin, which is, you know, like $15,000. I think that's right. That's pretty significant. I think that's right. I mean, it's worth winning. Like, Are you sure it's that much? Is it possibly 0.03 BTC? It could I could be think a it's, 30th of a Bitcoin, and that would still be pretty good for that free. That would be pretty good. I'm not sure. Now I need to look it up. But I'm not going to look it up this moment, obviously. No, we're we're not. busy doing stuff. Anyway, but. point being, it's a free entry just, yeah. just for using our link when you sign up. 
and stuff like that crops up. We did a March Madness thing. There will always be sports-related stuff. There's always going to be the uh, Poker Guys Monthly Tournament as long as Nitrogen is a sponsor. So you should definitely use the link. You should definitely use the link. It has to be 0.03 BTC, right? Yeah. They can't be putting a 0.3 Bitcoin just like in a free roll You wouldn't spot. expect. That seems insane. Boy, if they're doing that. I'm loving life over here. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I'm in those survivor pools. It's, All right. You should find out. You know, yeah. you should... You, you know, obviously it's too late for the survivor pool now, but just there'll be more opportunities. Yeah. yeah. So get on nitrogen, get you some poker, get you some other stuff. Use the link. Seize the day. Yeah. Napoleon style. All right. So Nash Gavani has called. Sorry, Saman three as he wishes to be called. Call him Nash Gavani. It's fine. I just keep forgetting. Okay. Pot's 285K now. Ace of hearts, jack of spades, four of spades, Ivy with ace eight, Saman three with two fives. Okay. Sure. Turn is the eight of diamonds. Bing, bang, bong. Ivy makes aces up. Yeah. There were instances where he was losing to Saman 3. They were rare. He could have ace 4 and not have check raised. It's rare for that to happen. You'd expect him to check raise that most of the time. He could have a bigger ace and not have 3-bet preflop. That's definitely possible, he but could have, some of them... There's three combos of jack 4 suited he could have had. Which he didn't raise on the flop. Yep. But which, possible, at least. At least possible. But, yeah. But, like, we were probably ahead anyway, but now we're like, wow, are we ahead. Yeah. Like, we're so much always ahead, it feels like. Almost always. Yep. So, Simon 3 is going to check. Yep. Okay. Is there any argument for checking back his Ivy? Is it, are we worried about scaring away our, our friend here? I think that's a bad move. I think we should definitely be betting. There are draws. There are, um, especially with this 8 now, like... Some straight draws are starting to come in a little bit now, too. Like, the, you can now have a, more straight draws. And that's good if there's if there are already spades out there, they turn combo, right? Like, 9, 10 of spades, for example, turns into a combo draw. 6, 7 of spades turns into a combo draw. Yeah. Um, spades are... We can, we can bet an amount that prices... That should price spades out, but probably won't because we have an amateur. Mm-hmm. Um, we can... That same amount will probably get called by aces, which we are now crushing, yep. except ace-jack, like, whatever. Like, I think we should definitely bet. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, I agree. I fully agree with everything you said there. Also, there were there were gut shots on the flop, right? Especially like Jack or Queen Ten and King Ten and yeah. stuff like that. We we want to charge those at least. Yeah, I think we should bet. We should try to end up with all of Simon three stack at the end of this hand. I think mm, that's hard to accomplish, but we should try to end up with as much of it as we can. Yeah, it's going to be tough to pull that off, but but we should be we could we could definitely take a big chunk out of him if he's willing to call and he's an amateur so he really might be willing to call down with just like a medium ace or something yeah. or any ace who cares what kind of ace it is all right really. so Ivy does bet he goes 150 into 285 so just slightly more than half pot i'm i'm thinking i like a bigger size I these think, days all the all the players are going bigger except for ivy yeah and that's not why i i'm thinking of i want a bigger size in this specific spot mm-hmm. i think i think something like 225 gets called with similar frequency by by Simon 3's uh, aces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my voice cracked a little bit. His, his ace axes. Yeah. And we charge the draws an amount that is kind of untenable for them. Well, yeah, I think, I think Ivy's maybe concerned that 225 is going to fold out the draws, the spades, and 150 gets called by the spades. But I don't know. I, I want to I bet more, too. Um, 150, it's spades. Naked spades aren't supposed to call 150, right? Yeah. But so, like, so you are sort of pricing them out anyway at 150. But if that's the case, then actually we do want to bet bigger because then the aces are probably going to call us and yeah. the combo draws have to call us anyway. Right. And he's an amateur. He might call naked spades for a bigger price and we should be extracting that yeah. from him. So all of that makes me agree with you and want to go at least 200. Yeah. You know, 225, fine, whatever. But like it's 150 feels a little small yep. for this spot. And in fact, this is like we said, 
this is what all the good players do in these spots nowadays. They size up the turn, especially on wetter boards. And uh, this is one of the reasons why, right? Yep. All right. So I'm on three. Now it's time to just give up, right? I mean, if He's we didn't give, give up, up before. And now we, we didn't even turn any sort of extra equity. I mean, Ivy just bet again. So what does he have? He's either got a bluff or he's got a pretty darn strong hand. Yeah. Like the minimum hand he has here is like ace queen. Yeah, I think so. Maybe could he maybe ever have maybe could have ace 10. Maybe. Ace 10 is the absolute worst, right? Yeah. That he's betting for value, I think. Um, okay. And then, and then total air. Those are the two things he has. Well, he maybe not, maybe air with maybe, sorry, draw. He might have spades. Yeah. He, he could have draws. He maybe even has a Broadway draw, something like that. If he had nine ten and just bluffed it, and now he picks up the open ender, maybe he's betting. Yeah, but something like everything that. has a, a reasonable amount of equity to a lot of equity against us, depending on which one. Oh yeah, like and mostly it's mostly we're way 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 behind at this point. I think. Yeah. So definitely time to give up. Oh yeah. Instead, Simon three is going to go ahead and raise. Of okay. Course. I don't know why that. Going to raise to three fifty over the one fifty. Let's try to figure it out because this just feels like I decided to raise now. I want to bluff. I did. I went into this hand deciding I was going to bluff. And I have no other reason except for that. The fives don't block anything we want to block, right? The, we have the five of spades in our hand. That's, That's not bad. great. Yeah. Uh, we having a five like there are, I guess five, six, five, six, seven, five, six, uh, five, six, and six, five. Sorry, seven, five, and five, six. Those are straight draws. We block those now too. Yeah. That's not good. No. We don't block the nuts. There is no nuts for us. Like these cards are nowhere near the nuts. Yeah. I don't see why we'd ever pick this hand to do this with. It's, it's because he decided he wanted us. to bluff. Right. I'm just finding ways to agree with you. Just yeah. a more sophisticated version of agreeing with you than just saying I, I, agree. I can't see any reason to do no, it. No, there's no reason except I'm an amateur and I feel like it. Yeah. Um, you're Phil Ivey. Fuck you. I, yeah. want, I want to outplay you. I want to, uh, I want yeah, to make Phil Ivey full. probably the first time he got to play with Phil Ivey. Yeah. I want to beat Phil Ivey in a pot and I want right. to bluff him and I want to show the world that I bluffed Phil Ivey. Exactly. It's going to be a cool story that I'll be able to tell and show my friends on TV on the, on my DVR or yeah. whatever. Yeah. That's yeah, what it feels it's like. The thing that I say sometimes, which is like, there are two reasons to play poker. One is for money. That's what you and I play for. And the other is for stories. Yeah. And I think more people play for stories than we realize. I think more people play for stories than they realize. Yeah. That even. too. That's, that's actually a really good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like Simon's playing for a story here. Oh yeah. Well, he's very likely very wealthy. So, yeah. like, it's really just, like, the fun and interesting competition right. and gets to play with these players. So this kind of behavior is not super shocking if that's what we're... You know, remember Bill Perkins back in the day before he really knew what he was doing? He just played every hand. Yep. And I think that was, like... He was having fun. Yeah, I'm having fun. I'm trying stuff. And I, I can tell cool stories, and I don't care if I lose. Yeah. And I, and, uh, I know that because we're coming from an analytical tint, it sounds like we're disparaging Simon 3. We're not. It's... Amateurs play this way, yeah. you know, and that's fine. You, you can play however you want. It's poker. It's, it's a beautiful thing. We just think this is not an advisable thing to do. I mean, this is clearly a losing money play. Yeah. That's all we're talking about, right? Right. And um, that's the lens we're seeing it through, and fair enough. It clearly is. Ivy chose to bet again. He's pretty polarized now as he chooses to bet a second time. I don't know how much of his value range he's folding. I don't think he's folding ace-eight, right? right? I don't think he's folding two-pair. Maybe he's betting. Maybe he's bet-folding his best aces, like, if he, if he somehow decided to bet ace 10, he can fold that because that's like the very bottom of his value range. But, like, he's got a lot of very strong hands here. Yep. Like, and a lot of hands that we're beating, and that's, and not much in between. So it just seems like a terrible time to make this play. Well, I've just got a really strong one. Well, yeah. And now he's got to decide what to do with it. Um, Saman's got 425 back after the race. So, what do you think is the best way to go about this? Is mm. I between calling and just like close, close your eyes, calling all rivers? Maybe there's some rivers you might take a pause on or shoving now 
and just shutting out the draws or getting called by the combo draws with the vast majority of the equity. I absolutely want to shove right now. Okay. Uh, we're up against an amateur. We know this. Yeah. He's going to... If he's, if he's raising me with a draw, maybe even like dead spades. Dead is the wrong word. Naked spades. Non, non-combo draw spades. Yeah. He might call anyway. He's a rich amateur. I don't know. But that's great. Yeah. Then we, we get 80%, uh, actually more than 80% of the equity is ours because uh, an we ace or an eight. Yeah. Oh, having the ace of spades too. He's got yeah. even less outs. If he's got a combo draw, he is probably going to call as well. That's fine. We're way ahead. Um, I want to make sure we capture value before a scare card comes on the river. And if also, he, if he's overvaluing something like ace 10. Exactly. Yeah. Or even if he has ace four or and Jack a spade four comes. Or suited and he was slow playing. Right. Any of those things. Like we call a spade comes and now he hates us. Now he checks, we go all in and he hates yeah. it. Or we check back, by the way, because we don't know if we can get value when we go all in. By the way, the Jack could pair and now it sucks for us. All these things can happen. I just want to get the money in now. We're like, we're almost always good. And I think we're getting a lot of calls. And maybe we're even getting calls from hands like ace 10. Maybe, maybe a lot of aces are going to call us. I don't know. This guy is like going to be a little bit of a live wire, most likely. He, doesn't, he probably doesn't know how to value hands correctly. This is good. I want to just shove. What do you want to do? I agree with all the points that you made with the caveat that if Ivy's been playing with this guy for a while and has seen that stylistically this is the type of thing that Saman 3 is prone to, like yes. showing up with a hand like fives mm. with this line, if he's, if he's seen this a couple times, it might be better just to call and, and let him shove the river and... Because we capture so many bluffs that way. I don't know if Saman 3 is really going to shove the river if we call this right. raise. But if you know this is Ivy, you're right. Like, we can sort of trap him in a spot where he may have either zero outs um, or almost zero outs, in this case, two. Yeah. Uh, and we just call, we close our eyes and call basically all rivers. Yeah. If he's that guy, and we've seen that he's that guy. Yep. Uh, and if, if we think he's prone to shutting down once, once called, then that's another reason to go back to shoving. But I agree with you. Like, this is the thing. We should, we should know as Phil Ivey, or, or if we know it as Phil Ivey, it might inform our decision a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so ultimately, though, I think I agree with you. I think shoving is probably the better play overall. Yeah. I Phil mean, Ivey does not shove. No, he does neither of these things. And you're right. thinking, so how does he find a three bet that's small enough? That yeah, like, it's like it must be back. weird. So he makes it, so, so I guess <laughs> Phil makes it like 550 and... Yeah, and five, Simon, and 545. Two, 225 back. Like. He makes it 545. That's not what he does. He no. does not make it 545. He folds. Phil Ivey folds. And I feel like I just announced that somebody died. Like, how can you fold here? We've done a lot of Phil Ivey hands on this podcast. I said this to Jonathan before we started this podcast. We used to do them a lot more because he was on TV more. It was, you know, back in the day when we started in 2014. And often we would go into the hand, sometimes thinking what Phil did was maybe not what I would do, or that looked like a neutral play to me. And we'd come out of the podcast thinking, Phil did everything perfectly. Yeah. He always gets it exactly right. Yeah, we would, we'd spend 45 minutes figuring out all the decisions, going deep, 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 and always be like, oh my God, yeah, this is way better than we realized. That's yeah. always what happens. This time, I don't think we're going to find that. <laughs> I don't think so like, either. How can you, you fold here? It's not even like there's a straight or a flush out there. I'm so confused. I mean, what are we losing to? We're losing to ace jack, losing to pocket fours. I guess we're losing to pocket eights, but there's only one combo of that, yeah. so I don't think we have to worry too much about that. But okay, we're losing to pocket eights. That's it, right? That is it. We don't expect jack jack or no. ace ace. No way. We block ace jack. We block pocket eights. So pocket fours is the thing with the most. Not the most combos, but because yeah. ace-jack, there's more combos, of course. But there aren't that many combos of ace-jack. There's six combos of ace-jack. 
We're losing to a total of 10 combos of hands. And it's really easy to think of semi-bluffs. There's yes, it is. a lot of combo draws on this board, and Saman 3 probably should play them all like this. This is like the right way to play a combo draw against Phil Ivy, I think. Also, he may have naked spades yeah. and decide not to call. So he feels like he can't call the turn right. even at that size, but he can raise it, which is not unreasonable. Even if he doesn't do it with naked spades and he only does it with combo draws, it's yes. still enough. I agree. With all the gut shots, yeah. that are, uh, gut shot spades that are going to yeah. be out there. Also, he has some value, which we're absolutely beating, i.e., slow played ace four, jack slow played four. jack four. Um, Jack eight just got, just picked up two pair. Yeah. He may be raising all these hands. He's he really, an amateur. He really might. I am so genuinely confused by this fold, and this is something that we tossed around. Occam's razor here might be that Phil didn't know he made two pair. Now that feels like just insane to say because yeah. it's Phil fucking Ivy. He's of course going to know what his hand is, but. There's a very famous instance with very few players left at the World Series of Poker where he was unaware at showdown and didn't roll his hand over when he had a flush and had his opponent beat on a four-card flush board. That's right. It was a, yeah, it's like day five of the World Series of Poker. It might have been like day that. six or seven. Like, it was It was, it was pretty bad. It was yeah. pretty bad. So he has done stuff like that before. Now, there's an extra element here that makes me think that's not the case, and that's that he bet the turn. If yes. you just had a weak ace, and would you really right. bet the turn? Not that frequently. I think it's a, it's a pretty good candidate to check back, although you may feel like you're, you want to bet to charge the draws and you're just checking back the river and maybe even get a little value out of a jack once in a while. I think that's more likely than him thinking this yes. is a good time to fold, I guess. Like, um, that he thought he just had an ace and actually did bet an ace on the turn without two pair. I did say to Grant, before, I said... Can you watch him and see if he ever checks watched, back at the hand? I watched hands. as much as the video would allow yes. me to see him during his decision-making process, and I didn't see him check back his, on his hand. It's it, absurd to think he doesn't know that he has aces up. Of course. It's absurd. But, I know he folds here, but, but it's absurd. based on our analysis, how can you think that, that he would decide to fold without that being the case? Okay, well, here's the only way I can come up with it. Is he, does not, he has not played much with Simon 3 at all, uh-huh. and he thinks, and maybe he's seen this guy raise once or never, you know, post-flop. And when the guy raised or didn't ever raise, he had the hell out of it. And Phyllis thinking, like, this is maybe he's even seen him play a, a strong hand like ace four passively in this spot, like go call, 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 and never put in a raise. And now he's thinking, like, I can't beat any of his value. So it's like ace jack or pocket eights or pocket fours, but whatever it is, I, I can't beat it. Uh, that's all I got. I got nothing else. But that that's the only way I can justify this and clearly it's incorrect yeah and phil ivy is a guy who he's kind of old schoolish in some ways and you'd think one of his main skills is understanding player tendencies like at least historically it seemed like it was mm-hmm. yeah i mean we've seen him make incorrect folds before that were at least surprising so yeah. the one i'm thinking of is when he played brad booth in high stakes poker. right right the kings yeah where he re- three bets kings brad calls and the flop is like i don't remember exactly seven five deuce or something yeah. like that. And, and Phil C bets and Brad check rate. C, Phil C bets like $8,000 and Brad check raises all in for 300,000 yeah. and Phil folds Kings. And it's like, I mean, you have to really be sure if Brad has a set there. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel like, would he really play a set like that? And you know, like I guess a few players maybe once in a while, but like mostly not. Right. right. And so, but Phil folded the Kings there. So it's at least possible, like, if he knows Brad Blue's player type, he should probably know that Brad doesn't have a set there almost ever. Now, right. this is a long time ago. It's, it's not really a perfectly comparable situation. Fully acknowledged. But my point is, like, he's not going to be perfect in these spots either. Not perfect, but this feels just beyond that. It does. 
I still think, I got to think it's more likely that he knows his hand and chooses to fold than forgets his hand and, and effectively folds by accident. I just think it has to be more likely. One other option yes. is if the card reader is wrong. Oh, that makes me feel so good just you saying that. <laughs> that's possible. Yeah, they don't have whole card cams anymore, right? Everything's done with RFID. So we, yes. know, the, we know the flop and turn are correct because there's a camera on that. But we never actually see Phil Ivey's cards. And as people who run an RFID game, it's called Poker Time. If you somehow haven't seen it, you're crazy. It's every Tuesday on YouTube on our channel. It's free. It's great. 5, 10, 20 they're playing nowadays. Yeah. Um, anyway, these things can happen. There a can card- be mistakes. Yeah, like... You can so the way it works is when you start the RFID table, software is is connected to the table, and you input each card. It doesn't just know which card is which. It says like, what's the Ace of Diamonds? And you take the Ace of Diamonds with the yes. RFID chip and you put it on the reader, and it says, okay, I, now I know that's the Ace of Diamonds. Right. So the way that like maybe the eight is coded incorrectly, and it's actually a nine or something. But still, that's pretty unlikely because they've been using this deck during this final table. They might and have had time, to switch decks or something. Yeah, if they would have had to switch decks. Or the other thing that can, no. That doesn't even make sense. I feel like that's the most likely explanation, honestly. Boy, we should give give Phil Ivey all the credit in the world, don't we? It's It's because I mean, that's so it's such a crazy beyond a situation where you need to give him all the credit in the world. You only need to give him the tiniest bit of credit. I mean, our analysis on this was so easy to say that a fold is a bad play. (laughs) That's true. One of the easiest analyses we've ever had. We can easily explain why a fold is a bad play for a lot of different reasons. You can rewind the tape and listen to them all if you want to. I feel like. For a player like Phil Ivey to fold here, I think it's more likely the card reader is incorrect. Like, I think the number one likelihood is the card reader is incorrect. <laughs> yeah. Number two is that Phil Ivey misread his hand or the board. And number three is that he actually thought it was a good thing to fold aces and eights here. The thing that does make it a little less likely, though the two, the first two explanations, is it isn't like he has an insta-fold. He actually takes a long time thinking about he it. He loves heroing. He could easily have an ace. Do you remember how long he took against Tom Dwan? He could also be thinking about, uh, even as a bluff, like, should I shove here? Because yeah. he is Phil Ivey. He does crazy things right. like that once in a while. Um, I could absolutely see him having just an ace and really taking this long and thinking about it. As you were talking, I actually checked his Twitter to see if he actually talked about this yeah. hand to see if he explained it, but he doesn't talk about okay. it. Which is too bad. because He's I not like, the type that would. But if he, had, but if he thought it, the card reader was wrong, yeah. I could, or, or he thought he didn't have ace eight for any yeah. reason, I, he might have tweeted that, Maybe. but he didn't. So, I don't know, man. Like, okay. Either Phil Ivey got really tight really quickly for some bizarre reason. Mainly, he thinks this guy's all, all, only has value and it's super strong. Yeah. That's the only reason to fold, they say it here, right? Um, or one of the other two things happened. Yeah. Or he had a brain aneurysm. Yeah. Which is, mean, could fall into the second thing anyway of him not remembering his hand, basically. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we're going to see if the solver agrees with us. It'd be interesting if it doesn't. I right. expect it to mostly agree on this one. I w- I'm curious if the solver thinks that Saman 3 is supposed to call on the flop because it yeah. feels like such a bad call to us. But maybe that's the type of thing that sometimes the solver is like, oh, yeah, call 100% of the time. All right. Let's uh, turn off and find out. All right. Be right back with the solver stuff. <laughs> All right. We took a look at the solver work done by Wesley Cannon. There was not too much surprising compared to our analysis on this one. The one thing that was a little bit outside of what we wanted to do is the solver did want to call with Simon 3's actual hand on the flop. Mm. It did not want to call with 5's without a spade, but with a spade, it it thought it was a call. Which feels a little loose, but okay. Because it blocks the flush draw, so there's more there's more air and less yeah le- less equity we're up against because we have the five of spades. That's right. got to be the reason. So um, let's talk about, I am a little surprised, but yeah. okay. Yeah, I'd still want to fold, but anyway, let's talk about the turn a little bit. Yeah, uh, the solver wants actually I would bet all of his ace x for value. Yep. So we were thinking sometimes maybe he would check that back. 
It wants Ivy to, to bet all of it. Um, it wants, unsurprisingly, Simon three to fold his hand a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> yeah, when Ivy bets that makes plenty of, plenty of sense. And it turns out that Ivy is so high in his distribution that the solver even wants him to call one hundred percent of his ace nines once he gets raised yeah. by Simon three. Yeah. Right, which is obviously just one pair, whereas now yeah. he has two pair. So th- that's how that's how much the solver dislikes what Ivy did here. Um, and if given the option to shove, the solver mostly wants to shove Ivy's hand instead of call, which makes plenty of sense. To like we talked about all the reasons, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess we didn't really learn anything new from the solver this time, but not, not so surprising this was such a stark hand, you know? I would say the only thing to be learned is that any pair on the flop, if you're blocking some of the equity bets, some of the part of the equity part of the range, i.e. having the spade yeah. with two fives, the solver thinks is, is a call. That's interesting to me. Yeah. It's cool. Indeed. Anyway, if you want to chat more about this hand, do it on Discord. That link is in the description of this podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll put the solver stuff there and we'll see you there. Music is my sunlight and all I need is one mic And I can show every single MC how it's done right Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not We got one life And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne I'm gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it